Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Green is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 489, Annabelle... Welcome home. My kids would be like, oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> she did say, she goes, why am I named after a movie? And I was like, dude, you were born before the movie came out. <laughs> she was like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's just lucky her name like isn't Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Well, considering the other one is Gwen. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh-huh. you know, I was one for two. So you... You named her after the dead girlfriend? Yeah, she's the she's the better one. <laughs> Let's be honest. Everybody likes Gwen more than Mary Jane. Well, that's because she's dead. That's true, yeah. And you, rom- you, you mourn her more. And you romanticize <laughs> yeah, right. her, and she doesn't have to get older and, and do crappy things. That's true, right? yeah. She's frozen like, in time. Just don't date anybody named Peter. Like, right. If I, yeah. can, if I can <laughs> offer you any advice in yes. your future romantic You want to keep your daughter as far away from Peter's as possible. All the time. <laughs> Without question. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, why did I bring up my daughter I, you know. in the, on the cesspool of a podcast? <laughs> At least we didn't bring her up last week. Like, we were on a roll last week. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't even remember, I don't remember it either. It, well, we were talking about, like, werewolves and... Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and in the middle of the podcast, Kevin, now, this is getting edited out, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't. No. <laughs> now, that's the advantage of him being lazy. Yeah, right. It doesn't get taken out. You know, we can kind of say almost whatever we want. Yes. And since he's on vacation, he won't be editing this one, which nope. means... He will hear none of this. Yeah, this will be all none new. of it. He'll have to tune in. We can say all sorts of things. <laughs> we really could. Like Kevin, we've never liked you. Yeah. Like it's like <laughs> no, we know boy. you took the money for the vacation, right? Yeah. Yes, we know the Patreon money all went to your Disney World vacation. We know that now. Like we'll we'll just say scandalous things yes. about him. Yeah, yeah. And then he'll listen to be like, no, wait. Yes. We'll have to go on Twitter and quickly you know, do damage control. This is not true, yeah. Kevin. We know you love the movie Labor Day. Oh. We do, oh, yeah, yes. yeah. He actually, so he, when I bought my copy of Monster Squad, yeah, he begged, begged for me to buy him a second one. Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah, just to know that a second one had been sold. You somewhere. Son of a bitch! If you search KB Pie Lover three one four, that is the name under which he's writing all of his Labor Day, <laughs> was, was all that? of his Labor Day. I'll call it fan fiction. Sure, I don't want to embarrass him by calling it slash fiction. <laughs> sure, it's pie fiction. Yeah, some yeah. of those pies are cream filled. Right, Let's yeah. just leave it at that. Still hung and, up on KB Pie Lover. <laughs> and it's, that's his letterbox. Yeah, name. and it's and they're not hosting just cream pies, no, right? Like no. they're homemade, yeah. homemade, 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 <laughs> homemade. So are salty. Yes. <laughs> Did you ever see uh, Van Wilder? 
Oh yeah, yeah. a million years ago. Okay, yeah. the the cannoli so scene. Gross. Yeah, I don't even remember. Oh, I've tasted this before. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we should probably go around the table and introduce ourselves. This is Brad. This is Joe, and this is Tom. Uh, in case you couldn't pick up on it, Kevin's not here this week. <laughs> which is, well, we did our scene of <laughs> Kevin's a dirtbag. Yeah. So that should be our outro song. Is the the teenage teenage dirtbag? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weedus? Is that right? Yeah, that's Weedus. Yeah. Yeah, we just, yeah. yeah. Where was that? Oh, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. It helps us uh, tremendously, which is why we beg for it every week. You can also join the League of Show Sharers at facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, share an episode, and if you have your privacy settings configured just right, in other words, if you're not trying to hide from the TSA <laughs> or the NSA, <laughs> all of the, all of yeah. the essays. I don't think the TSA has been... <laughs> Yeah. No, they don't yeah. do anything anyway. Don't blame it on the essays. <laughs> they've they've had enough trouble. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they went above and beyond and get out though. Yeah. <laughs> People who were kind enough to share the show this week, Ralph Tribble, Librarian Cynthia, Griffin Fox Smith, Susan Carlson, Travis T. Witt, Tom Kamiski, Zara Vandercreek, Tammy Sherman Powers, Chris Magic Man, Ron Johnson, Laura Connolly Quiddick. Lane Levanway and Julianne Jordan. So thank you very much for sharing the show. Weird. Did, did Brad show? I forgot to share. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. And here you are sitting here. <laughs> I was late listening to it. Oh, I always share it after I listen. See how you are. Uh, so yeah, if you want to be cool, unlike Brad, uh, <laughs> I you, deserve that. You can uh, you can share the show and we'll read your name. So. Thank you, bam, for the people that do that week after week. We really do appreciate it. We're skipping box office this week because there were two pretty big movies. So, they were, yeah. So I guess let's just dig into Annabelle. Welcome home. It's this is such a weird. I don't mean it's not weird. Like James Wan has created this unintentional world. Like I don't think this was the intention. No, when it, the first Conjuring well, came out, the, one of the ways you can tell it wasn't the intention is how forced all of the <laughs> spinoffs have been. This is, I mean, so like in TV, there used to be this concept called the backdoor pilot, sure. which sounds dirty, no, but sadly it. it's not. And it's when the producers of a show would basically to absorb the cost of producing a pilot and. Increase the likelihood of it developing an audience and getting picked up, shoehorn it uh-huh. into another show. Uh-huh. So, like, if you ever wondered, like, why is the cast of Welcome Back, Cotter suddenly visiting an <laughs> inn in New Hampshire mm-hmm. with all different people? That's why. And so, like, you see this a lot. So, there was an episode of The Brady Bunch where all of a sudden the new family moves in next door, and yeah. there's like Ken Barry, and then they've adopted three kids, and they they have a, a black kid, a white kid, and an Asian kid. Yeah. And like the whole episode of The Brady Bunch is about them. Like, the Brady's oh, are in the opening really? segment and the closing segment, and that's it. Did you that get spun no, off? They tried, but it didn't work. All but right. you'll also see it in. There's an episode of Cheers where Carla goes to the Tortellis and the whole episode's about the Tortellis. And that doesn't go anywhere. That, that did, did get though. spun off, but it failed, but it got spun off into a show called The Tortellis, her ex-husband, Nick Tortelli. Yeah. And, and then, but Frazier got his own show. I Frazier, guess that was an accident, though. What was it? I mean, when Cheers ended, they created a new show for him, but it did not backdoor pilot on sure, Cheers. Sure, sure. Shows that were successful backdoor pilots. I mean, Mork showed up on Happy Days. Yeah. Uh, the Jeffersons? The Jeffersons. I don't know if it was a true backdoor pilot, but those characters yeah. started there. But Facts of Life on different strokes. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because it started with, that's the school that Philip Drummond's daughter went to. That was oh. the boarding school she went to. So there's an episode of Different Strokes where they go to, I think, was it Leland? They yeah. go to Leland and you see all the characters and Arnold's running around and, <laughs> and him and Tootie are cracking wise. Crazy Tootie. But on the pilot of Facts of Life, like they bring them back on 
they wanted to jumpstart like, hey, you love different strokes. Well, that they're going to be on this new show called Facts of Life. I got gotcha. watch the pilot, and then yeah, huh? And they did. They, you know, there's another one that failed with them. Well, it got spun off, but it didn't work. But Hello, Larry, which is kind of famous for being a really bad TV show, yeah, began as a backdoor pilot on different strokes. Would you consider Mama's Family a backdoor pilot or a skit that got spun off? I would consider it a skit that got spun off. Like a backdoor pilot is when they insert it with the intention of creating a spinoff. That was just something that was very popular. That was just something that was very popular, and so they turned it into a TV show. Yeah. Which I loved. Yeah. There aren't very many sketches that have been turned into TV shows. Movies. Movies, but, but that's sketches. All like the only sketch that comes to mind is The Honeymooners. That was a sketch? That began as a sketch on The Jackie Gleason Show. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, there's your walk down TV yeah. memory lane. But, now, but like James Wan, <laughs> but that's what to me that's what the Conjuring is doing. And there's a scene in this movie, yeah. where all of a sudden they start rattling off. Like I'm like, <laughs> damn, that bitch just dropped five new franchises <laughs> on us. When they, so yes, so basically, just to give you the breakdown in the Conjuring, they introduce the Annabelle doll. Yep, Annabelle gets spun off into three separate movies. Now I will say, I think Annabelle. Is organic like I don't think That's probably true. I don't think they put Annabelle In that movie with the thought of spinning Off other movies no I think That was just the opening scene for the conjuring That right. movie was a big giant hit people Reacted to that talking scene to the very doll, well Talking about the doll yeah. yeah and They were like well hey here's a way to make sequels Without having to pay the original cast Let's do, that. do that but everything since Then yes the, the, nun, the nun and the priest And <laughs> La Yorna and that's all Just <laughs> yeah so, so the Conjuring introduces Annabelle Annabelle gets three movies, and then The Conjuring Two for now. For now, yeah. yeah. The Conjuring Two introduces the nun. The nun gets her own movie. The Crooked Man. No, oh, that's that's yeah, coming. That's still being made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So two from that one, yeah. and then the the Curse of La Lorna, which I guess is just the priest. Like, there's no other connection to the Warrens or anything besides yeah. that priest who was in one of the movies. I think the connection is it's got the same gaffer. <laughs> well, I, to to Annabelle's credit. It has been the same writer Like the same writer uh, Has written one two and three And then he directed this one Well oh, that wow. guy got lucky No kidding <laughs> I mean after the first one They let him write a second one they did, And the I, second one's way better yeah, the, second the second one's, one's great Well let's not go crazy <laughs> Okay, okay. But, well, I really enjoy contrast the, to the other I two I really yeah. enjoy the second one but the, I enjoy this yeah. one The first one was awful The second one was Very much Because the first one Wasn't about the doll No And I'm just like Why are What are we doing here Right Right You know And then the second one Was like okay this is better Right This one was And I realized I think I got the name wrong In the opening is I called it Welcome Home It's comes Annabelle home. Comes, comes Home, home. Yeah. yeah But man this movie Was a snooze I dug it I was all about Like the last I was off and on The last yeah. 15 minutes 20 yeah. minutes Like they finally did stuff But the first hour Of this movie Is like Maybe we're gonna scare you Maybe we're gonna scare you Maybe we're gonna scare you <laughs> Yeah No we're no, not We're not, gonna, we're not gonna scare you Yeah So like I compared this to You know those action flicks Where the action Where there's no action Well okay <laughs> Yes wait, Where the action set pieces Are really the only thing You care about Yeah And the story Is just there To get you to the next beat. Yeah they've, yeah. they've written Three action yes. set pieces And then the, the Connective tissue just Is whatever. like Whatever yeah, yeah That's what this movie is yeah, except there's only one, and it's at the very end. I don't know. Like, I, I was into it. Like, for whatever reason, this thing just worked. This is basically the Conjuring 2.5. Yeah. Like, yeah. it opens with the opening scene of the first Conjuring with... Uh, Which is the fifth time we've seen <laughs> this now. <laughs> that is very true. I can just sing along with it. But it's it's interesting because they don't cut it off. Yeah. So, you know, it's the scene with the nurse. The nurses were like, this thing keeps coming back. The Warrens are like, look, this doll is not possessed, but it is a conduit to get 
you possessed by something else. Okay, cool. What are we going to do with it? Well, we'll just take it home. And that's how this movie starts. Like, usually it cuts it off. But we get to see the backstory where they just take it home. They bless it and things thrill to the exciting action of watching a doll <laughs> ride in a car. I did like this. What this, America's been clamoring. So for. what I thought this was going to be was going to be a road movie of them trying to get to the house with all of this crap following them. Like yeah. trying to get into the like that's what I thought this was going to do. That would have been great, I, and that's they how it started. Made, yeah, like, and I I thought like for a minute I thought that, and then I was like, "There's no way they paid these two. That's what to I make a whole movie. So you see if them they a lot paid, in if, the promotional material. I was like, "Man, yeah. they're in this thing a lot." Yes, and then they're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very they're very tricky. Into yes, they yeah. are. It's, yeah. yeah, it's definitely like opening closing, <laughs> yeah. like the Brady's right. <laughs> when the multiracial family moved next door. Yes, correct. It's identical to that. It's yeah, I think it even. Takes place in the same year is that right I don't know but oh. it's, it's the 70s <laughs> I, I, I don't know what year did the conjuring take place did, I don't remember because it's the 70s it is the 70s yeah I'm trying maybe in the 60s because the Amityville I think is in the 60s and I'm pretty sure that this happened like the first conjuring is set before Amityville I thought you guys might know from that comic book shot in the uh, grocery store. That was guys? great. Yeah. When, man, <laughs> like, there was a spinner around. around that, was some that was some detective. <laughs> I saw that one. And the, conjuring takes, thing, yeah. the Conjuring takes place in 1971. Okay. So, yes, it would be taking place at the same time as the Brady Bunch. <laughs> They're just wow. copying the same yeah. thing. It's so the same there. story. So uh, there. But, yeah, so the whole opening scene is you've got Ed and Lorraine, which, of, of course, is Vera Farmiga and... Patrick Wilson. Thank you, Patrick Wilson. And they're doing the same... It, it's funny, like, I have to detach myself from the real-life Warrens because they're scumbags. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're they're carnies, they're liars, yeah. they're, you know, all of it. So, for me, like, I have to let that go because these two actors, who are fantastic, like, right. they're great together. In the context of the movie, I like the Warrens a lot. Uh, yes. Yeah. And I think what really set the tone for me liking the Warrens was in the very first Conjuring movie. Yeah. When they're investigating something, oh, they call bull. Yeah, and they're like, "No, this is you're not haunted. Right? Like, here's what's going on. You got like, a creaky pipe over you got here. A leaky pipe, and it's doing this, and the woods expanding, or whatever." They said, "I'm totally right. making stuff up, but if I got it right, it's only accidentally." <laughs> but I love the fact that like they did this whole scene where you think it's going to be scary or something's going to happen, and then they're like, "Nope." There's a rational explanation for all of right. this. Have a nice day. And the and real life Warrens would have been like, no, yes. you're haunted. Pay us money Write and we'll get, make you famous. Let's talk about the Warrens house for a second. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap balls. These guys have to be loaded. Yeah. It's 1971. It's a double layer. Yeah, it's a two story house. These sons of bitches have a microwave oven. Yep. <laughs> and a refrigerator. Yep. With. Its own water and ice dispenser in 1971. When did those start becoming a thing? I have no idea. Like, I think we got our first one with a water dispenser built in. I want to say it was like the early 80s. I'm not trying to be like humble brag. Yeah. But like, <laughs> just to give you his perspective, I was the first kid whose household had cable. Sure. You know, sure. Whose dad would turn on the AC in June? Ooh, you know, late June, move. but still sure. June. My 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 dad my dad's rule was nothing until Memorial Day. Yeah, and then maybe depending on what the weather was like on Memorial Day. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like we were kind of early adopters of that sure. kind of stuff. I was the first kid with an Atari. Like Ooh. I, you know, that was a big deal. Like yeah. I'm, no, I'm trying to be big, like, no, no, I get it. I like I, I feel it. douchey, but I'm just trying to say <laughs> that like 
you know, because it could be like, well, maybe your family was just too cheap. Like, no, they would get that stuff. Right. And so I'm like, that fridge, that's a baller <laughs> fridge. And it was a side by side, too, I think. Was it? I'm trying to remember. It may have been. Maybe it wasn't, but it was definitely had water and ice dispenser. It's so funny. I and didn't they had even a microwave. Yeah, that's something it. I wouldn't notice. And that's also funny. their linoleum floor yeah. was identical to the one we had growing up. That's apropos of nothing. Maybe that was just wasn't that just kind of the style could have been? I mean, there probably weren't I a whole I felt like I'd seen the floor before. <laughs> there weren't a whole host of choices. That yellow and brown yeah. swirly floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we did have it. No, so, yeah, yeah, I get it. But yeah, so like to, to Tom's point, you walk in the main level and it's just a basic kitchen, dining room, living room, what you know. First microwave came out in 1967. So they had it a year. Yeah. <laughs> this is from the Wikipedia for microwave oven. After Sharp introduced the low-cost microwave ovens affordable for residential use in the late 70s, their use spread into commercial and residential kitchens around the world. So, so late 70s. They weren't considered affordable <laughs> until the late 70s. And... Just to just really stressed about this microwave, okay? And for the younger crowd out there, this is what happens when you become a homeowner. <laughs> it's an above the range That's, microwave. That is, I did not. Like, yes, it, like when people first started getting microwaves, you just bought the one that you shoved over on your on counter. counter. Yeah, like, I still the, have. That's what I have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like to, to an above the range microwave in nineteen seventy one. Whoa. There has been plenty of talk. I mean, the Warrens, they made people famous and they made stories famous. They were front and center on all kinds of stuff. And I do actually like that they address the fact that they were hoaxes. You know, they got called out on, I think it was Donahue. Yeah, I think called called them out and kind of put Mr. Warren on Front Street. So, like, yeah, it's tough because this version of the Warrens are your heroes and you want to get behind them. When in real life, they were scumbags. Right. So, yeah. So, the whole movie opens. Ed and Lorraine are driving back with Annabelle in the back seat. The fog starts to roll. This is... It's funny because we talked about in The Nun how they doubled down on, like, the 1930s kind of feel of, like, the the Universal Monsters with, like, the gothic castles and the fog and the whatever. Yeah. They do that again with this one. And I was like, yeah, let's do that again because I liked that part of The Nun. Like, that was a fun little throwback for The Nun. That's also if it's the time frame. It does. So, like... I agree. If this is, like, something out of a thriller video. Yeah, like... Yeah, well, yeah. When... when uh, That's exactly what I thought. When he's stuck on the road and he lowers the hood, he, like, slams the hood down and there's all the, like, the people behind him. My first thought was, like... Yeah, I know. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So we know that Lorraine is a medium, and with Annabelle in the back seat, she actually hears the voice say, I like your doll, which is super creepy. They go back to using the mirror to see what's actually behind them. And from this car accident from earlier, we see the spirit of this woman who died, and Lorraine's just kind of like, look, I'm, I'm sorry, like, you were killed. And she was like, okay, and poof, she's gone. Yeah. But then, like, you see in the graveyard that they're next to you, shockingly enough, somehow they stopped right in front of a graveyard. <laughs> Um, and a graveyard like right like if you like told yes someone to draw a graveyard draw yeah. a gra- <laughs> with the cast iron gate I felt like they they zoomed in on the name of yeah. like the you know blah 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 cemetery and I yeah. was like well I should probably remember that oh, yeah, you, missed, you missed another spinoff man I did I know St. <laughs> Mary's it was something, something like yeah. that yeah so I was just like well, I wonder if that was in the nun or what was the name of the monastery they were at or, or the nunnery 
And then you see all of these ghosts. Right. You know, it's like Oprah. You get a spinoff and you get a spinoff. <laughs> That's not until we get to the house. <laughs> they fake you out, though, too, because she holds up the map against like. I, that was that, a good fake out. Yeah, that like, was a good fake out. I, enjoyed like, I that. don't mind a good fake out. Yeah. Not, not everything that's building to a jump scare should be a jump sure. scare yeah. or the jump scares won't work. So like when I complain about the lack of jump scares and I'm not a fan of them anyway, but when I complain about the lack of them in the first hour of this movie, I, mean, I guess it didn't it didn't feel like that to me, but Boy, I guess it sure felt I, like that to me. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, to Brad's point, like she's holding up. They're trying to figure out where they're going, and they're holding up this map. And of course, she's holding it up. It's so big, and it covers the entire passenger side window. I was like, "Here we go." Okay, like I get it. I know what we're doing. And then, she man, pulled- when I saw that microwave, I was surprised I didn't have GPS. <laughs> They've got their own Tom Tom. Yeah, yeah. get Hold straight that. from DARPA. <laughs> yeah. We're the Warrens. Like yeah. we get one of those. That's that's a. It's our right. So they end up going home, and they the doll kind of is. Messing with Judy, their daughter, who I don't think is the same girl. That I don't think so either. We've seen no? before. I don't. She think looks familiar. So. Maybe I've seen her. She does look else. familiar. Yeah. Uh, I know that the the girl that plays the babysitter. I've seen her too. She's Bethany from Jumanji. Okay. Yeah. She's yeah, the, yeah. She's yep. the you know the self absorbed girl. Yeah. Jack Black. <laughs> ah, yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> no, she played Jack Black. Oh, <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Blonde <laughs> is Jack Black. <laughs> totally. What was I thinking? Yes. They get it home and then they not really exercise it, but they bless it. And then they, <laughs> I do love, I don't, it was so crazy where Patrick Wilson is just kind of like, Hey, do we still have that tempered glass from that church? They were going to tear down. And they were just like, yeah, it's like, cool. Let's use that. And yes, I was like, well, of course you have tempered, holy you know, glass, holy glass <laughs> left around. That's the story I want to see is yeah. like them just collecting artifacts like Indiana Jones. I know like that's. Yeah, that should be three. Yeah, I, well, there's I so many artifacts that we get visuals of in this movie that they could do that. In yeah, some regard. Have we seen the monkey before? Yeah, I think toy? the monkey has okay. been. Yeah, yeah, the monkey. Cause, it's cause been a while. The monkey caught my eye because like there's a Stephen King monkey shines with yeah. a monkey like that. Yeah, that's a bad movie. Yeah, but the we see the box from the first Conjuring because they give you no timeline, right? So we know that the, the in the, no they do they say one year later after the opening scene. Oh, they do. So don't you they? know it's one year after the Conjuring. Okay, that's oh, what okay. I was trying to figure out. Since yeah. they have that box, so it's yeah. 1972. Okay, so we get. I think that's also how they get around the recasting of the daughter. Oh, that makes sense because I felt like the daughter was like little in the first Conjuring. Like, she looked fairly, like, you know, like, four or five. Well, she couldn't have been that much littler. This girl was definitely... Maybe she's just a more seasoned actor. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, it's, she was played by Sterling Jarens in the first one. Okay. But it would ha- you would have to recast that role. Sure. It's been six years. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know, like, you <laughs> this kid's driving now. Right. <laughs> totally. So, like, you, you, you would have to recast. I think they sense. did a pretty good job recasting it. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, and, and I, she was good. I liked her, and I also thought they did a good job of communicating that she's the daughter. Like the way they transitioned from a scene with the old actress to the new actress, that you can kind of see that she's supposed to have had a growth spurt, but you also know that you're still looking at the same character, right? Like I thought, I thought they handled that very effectively. Yeah, I would agree. So, and this girl is def the the Judy, the daughter, has the same talents as her mom. Yeah, so she sees like a. Like a, and I thought this was super. Like one of the things that the Conjuring has always, the whole series has always been really good about is keeping things behind your main characters, but keeping them out of focus, so you can't see how gross they are. Yeah, right. So you've got she sees this this priest who has died. She sees him around the school grounds, but he's just far enough on, in the distance where you can't make out his face, or but you know that he there's a being there yeah. they do that in the second one when the girl is possessed by the old man 
when she's doing like the the voice or whatever. Yeah. Also complete bull. Like that was the girl made up made it up the entire time. But you can start to see the thing come up from behind her. Yeah. But then it goes away. So I appreciate that they kind of stuck with that because this one looks the most like The Conjuring. Yes, I would. This agree one with that. looks like visually, it looks just like those other two movies. Judy's picked on by the by these kids, and the only kid this had definitely had like a Halloween vibe to it, where yeah, the I baby, that, the yeah. babysitter, and the you know little Tommy Doyle and the the boogeyman and blah blah. So the babysitter is going to come over, and the Warrens are leaving, I guess, to go to Amityville. Oh, I didn't think about where they were going. They're leaving. Yeah, they're, they went somewhere. I don't know if they ever truly said, although they implied at the end of The Conjuring 2 that the next one would be Amityville. No, Conjuring 1. Is that what it was? Yeah, they Conjuring, that house? We, okay. We, got, we have to go to... Okay. So in Conjuring 2, they're in Amityville. Like, that. that's where that movie starts. Okay. Is in Amityville. They can't call it that. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the first one, Vera Farmiga kind of says, we have a call for a house in new jersey and that's amityville that's amity okay yeah. and that's the thing is like the movie I, i'm you don't make another amityville movie make a movie I, about the defeos that's the movie that i think is the most interesting i would be interested in seeing an amityville movie from the point of view of the conjuring universe i could say, i would definitely see it but i yeah. think i think the def, like to me that movie that story has been told and it's been debunked yeah like the whatever their names were have said like nope totally made the, all that stuff up yeah the story that is more interesting is that defeo murders because yeah. the, 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 like ronnie defeo is walking from room to room murdering everybody in their sleep with a rifle and nobody gets up like, to me if i hear that first shot yeah. i'm getting up i guess you're deep sleepers uh, sure well they are now didn't, yeah <laughs> didn't they cover that in one of these movies no Didn't i mean there's amityville there's the so they they did Amityville with James. What's the what's the dad's name? What's uh, Brolin? Brolin? James Brolin. I thought we and Margot Kidder. In one sorry, Brolin. Though. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then they remade it in like oh four with yeah, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds, yeah, which was good. That but was I watched one recently. I thought and I thought was when I was preparing for the Nun or whatever the last one of these movies I saw. But I I, I don't have a big recollection of these movies. But I thought it was one of these where I saw the guy. Going around shooting with a, uh, you may have seen like bits and pieces of that in one in, of these conjuring movies. Okay, yeah. So anyway, the Warrens are leaving. The babysitter is coming to stay at the house, and of course, her friend Annie Brackett, if you will, from Halloween. It's not this Kevin Brackett, but <laughs> no relation. No relation. She kind of like wants to get in the house and wants to check it out. Like we know what the Warrens are into. Yeah, the it's artic- a news story. Yeah, the article has come out, so she wants to get in the house and she wants to check it out. Again, responsible babysitter says, you're out of your mind. No. Yeah. yeah. And then we get not Ben Tramer to come over to the house and, you know, big ball. Bob's got Bob, balls. Bob's got balls. Bob's which got balls, yeah. I got to tell you, is a hilarious running gag. <laughs> I thought that was when everybody just keep calling him. The kid yeah. just like, oh, God. Yeah. Yep. That's me. That's. Uh, but then like the payoff for that joke at the very end. Yeah. With Ed Warren. I was like, all right. <laughs> that, like that. The payoff worked. Yeah. When he has to fight a goddamn hellhound. Because that's in this movie, like yeah, that is the, the point where CG I was like, God, that like you were, you almost had it, but then you went just far enough with this weird misty hellhound <laughs> that it all that it almost ruined it for me. That's something out of Supernatural, like that's yeah. what that is. That's I didn't out of the care TV about show. that bit at all. And the fact that like one of the things that drives me nuts is 
when they introduce a character with asthma, but they're never responsible enough to have their inhaler on <laughs> yeah. them. So the sole purpose of her leaving it in the car was so she could go out there and, and yeah. later yeah. on. Yeah. As and soon see as the they showed her you know, with, like, as, with asthma, I'm like, oh, gee, this inhaler won't go missing <laughs> no, later. Not at all. Yeah. We won't have a problem with this later. Yeah. The, the friend comes over, and of course, everything's going fairly well. And then the babysitter the friend and the daughter go into ed's office and this is this is the scene that tom was talking about i was like oh these are our new franchises yeah so we've got the ferryman which is you know the this thing we've got the the bride's dress i think you see the nun in the background i think that that i picture, was looking for her. i never yeah, saw I think that it. picture is up hanging up on a is wall that, somewhere okay. And then the Hellhound. So you've got like four, yeah. well, three, because we've already got the nun. Yeah, it's like a seek and find of spinoffs. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. yeah. And it's, I don't think that Annabelle. I heard that they're actually spinning off a scary version of Waldo from this movie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think it, it'd be insane to get a spinoff from a spinoff. It like, happens. What do you mean it happens? When is that ever? When is a spinoff of a spinoff become a thing? Sure, and television all yeah. the time. Technically, Happy Days is a spinoff of another spinoff. Ha- so, Happy Days is a spinoff of Love American Style. Okay, so that means everything that spun off of Happy Days is a spinoff of uh, a spinoff. So, Mork okay. and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley. Mork and Mindy had a spinoff. They did with it. I th- with an angel. It only last. Yeah, it was like Mork <laughs> and Mindy, but with an angel, and it only lasted like six episodes. So that makes it a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff. Yeah, twice removed. Yeah, and yeah. then I'm trying to think because there were uh, what Joni loves child. There was that spinoff. Oh, yeah, that's that spinoff on Happy Days. Yeah, um, Happy Days had quite a few spinoffs, and then Joey and, loves Chachi, and then Archie Bunker are all in the family, right? Oh, the yeah. Jefferson spun off of that, yeah, and then Florence had a spinoff called okay. Checking In, where she was manager of the housekeeping of a hotel, right? That actress. Marla Gibbs was smart enough to write into her contract she didn't <laughs> want to do a spinoff. Oh, and she's like, she had it written into her contract. If this gets canceled. Florence gets to come back to work for the Jeffersons, and it lasted like four episodes. And they had recast her role with a new with a new actress playing a new character. Oh. And then they like they brought her right back. Yeah, you go right back to yeah. where we liked you. And it also started as a backdoor pilot. <laughs> and then Good Times is a spinoff of Maud, which yeah. was a spinoff of All in the Family. Man, that's okay. Yeah. Right on. That makes sense. But this is the like the, in this movie world, yeah. this is the first like they're def- if we don't see a ferryman movie. I would be shocked. <laughs> yes, like that's the, that's the one they double yeah. down on. Yes, they, that's I. They, clearly, that is the priority of spinoffs yeah. of the ones that were this one that were cataloged for us. I liked it. It's like a menu. It it's is like, like a menu. Yeah. Which one would you like? <laughs> I like the one with the coins. On I his almost expect him to like put up a thing like a, a, along the bottom of the screen, like tweet your <laughs> yeah, right. tweet your vote. Which one you like the most? Hashtag ferryman. <laughs> Hashtag bride. Hellhound. Yeah. So. They do. They go through all the cases, and we're, we see the ferryman, and the ferryman, I guess, his last victim looks just like our babysitter. Yeah. And then the, the Warrens are gone at this point. Like, there's no... the, the you, get, you get them in, like, the first half hour, maybe 15 minutes, yeah, and they come back at the end. <laughs> Which, when they come back at the end, they're just like, hey, guys, what's going on? And everybody's like, you are not going to believe the bullshit we had to put up with yeah. while you guys were gone. Well, we didn't even hear them tell them that. They said to each other, we have to tell them everything. And then you hear them upstairs being like, hey. Yeah. And then it cuts. <laughs> right. it, and, and that was probably just somebody else's voice off screen. Like, yeah, it wasn't you know, them. Sure. I, I would have liked the idea of them not saying a word. I, that's what I would have liked. That would have been a great ending <laughs> yeah. for me. If they came home and they're like, how, oh, was, how was your weekend? Everything's cool. Great. No big deal. Yeah. Happy birthday, Judy. Yeah. It just seemed like such a weird transition, though, that we understand that they're going to tell him everything, and then it cuts to her birthday, which is however many days later or 
whatever, and everything's okay. After everything we just saw, there was no like I, I don't punishment? know what I, a punishment or no, yeah. anything. I you, you know, unleashed you, hell yeah. in this house. <laughs> You're no longer our babysitter. Right. Yeah, it almost Your felt like none sucks. of this ever happened. It was just we're moving on to the birthday and <laughs> yeah. closing off the movie. And right, no, we should say there's nothing post credits. Like this is not you yeah. know they don't do that in these movies. So the the friend comes over, starts snooping around, gives Judy's roller skates. The babysitter's like. Okay, I'm going to take this kid roller skating, but I swear to Christ, if you just sit here and watch the cake, that's all you have to do is just do that. That's cooking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Right. Yes. Yeah, so they're cooking her. They're cooking like Judy. Stare a cake. at this pastry. Yeah, right. yeah. Don't move. Just look at it yes. longingly, and but don't eat it. Given her desire to be in the house already, she had to have known. Like she's gonna do. Yeah, what this. are you doing? Like, like yeah. you don't she, leave this girl in the house. She like, has <laughs> moments of competency, and then other moments. Where I'm like, oh my god, you're an idiot. Like, well, well, you're not. Your kids aren't teenagers. That's yet. true. Yeah. yeah. We're just I, like, oh man, I, you'll be all right. Oh, I promise you. It's the single most realistic aspect of this film. So. They leave, and of course, the the best friend kind of rummages through and ends up. Jesus shows her the keys. He does, yeah. <laughs> well, she leans against the door, and she was like, "If there's anybody in there, give me a sign that I can get in here." I don't know if she goes back into the. Either way, she goes into the office, and the the this picture falls down of Jesus. No, she's rooting through the desk. Oh, that's right. And that's she, right. And then there's she like a, Jesus. There's like a judge frame picture of Jesus, <laughs> Jesus on the desk. Yeah. And she's like, don't judge me. And she pulls it down. And there and are the, the keys. The keys are behind it. <laughs> so she goes in and this is where we find out that she's, she's looking to reconnect with her father who has passed away, yeah. Yeah. which this was, I feel like a missed opportunity from a writing standpoint because her father died in a car crash. That was technically her fault. Okay. The movie begins with the Warrens having to turn around because of a car crash, but it wasn't her car crash. That's a good point. How great would it have been to know it's not, though, because it's a a girl. You see a dead girl in the backseat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so. Whoops. Yeah. So like, (laughs) how great would it have been if it turned out that it was Annabelle who caused the car crash that killed her dad and that, you know what I mean? Like she can use the dad to. Enter whatever that's what you call Good writing (laughs) which is weird Because this guy I feel like he is consistent I I don't remember not Hating the first Annabelle I was like All right I did I did not like The first one at all does that one end or that's the One where it has nothing to do with Annabelle But is that does that one end or begin with Like the Manson family is that one Begins with the Manson family right I think it Ends with like a a, or like a Riff on them yeah 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 yeah, yeah. creation Cuts back into the end of creation is when it retroactively it like retrofits yeah. itself it's that yeah. from the first and says one. that yeah. the daughter spoilers for Annabelle two yeah uh, is the which we did an episode on by the way <laughs> the young daughter is the grown up kid yeah at the end at the beginning. right yes okay like they were trying to be like see it was about Annabelle <laughs> yeah well that's in the second one where they're just like oh no we died yeah. at the end of the first <laughs> no, one what, yeah, <laughs> like, no look they see the first one's better now <laughs> right. and it that's, does kind of make the first one a little bit better no no oh, it doesn't right. fair enough. no fair right <laughs> I thought it I mean I, don't, I didn't go back and watch the first one because I watched them back to back and after seeing the second one I'm like okay like together I appreciated them a lot more than I did when I just watched the first one yeah but yeah, it's 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 funny. Like Gary Doberman, so he wrote. Man, this guy's got a hell of a writing credit. So he wrote Swamp Thing, the DC Universe show, which is great. 
Unfortunately, it's been canceled already. Yeah, after the first episode. After the first episode. Every uh, time I see an ad for it in my Facebook feed, I'm like, but you canceled it. Why, yeah, why am I going to watch it? And why are you bothering to advertise right. it? Right. You've dummies. already bailed on it. Yeah. Uh, but that's a James Wan production. So this, yeah, obviously he's a James Wan guy. So he wrote Annabelle Comes Home. He wrote The Nun. He wrote It. He wrote Annabelle Creation, which is the second one. And then he wrote the first Annabelle. So, Did he write it, or was he a yeah, writer on it? I Didn't it go it through says, quite a few different versions? Oh, no, it says screenplay by. But, but if you go to it itself, it's probably going to show you more than just... Let's him. find yeah. out. Because <laughs> Oh, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it was going to be direct... Who was going to direct it? Somebody else? Carrie Fukunawa. Carrie Fukunawa, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so it's like, I think that they ended up like taking that script and retooling it. So oh, that makes sense. Like, there's a lot of hands Three. on that script. It's uh, Chase Palmer, Kerry Fukunawa, and Gary Doberman. Okay. Gotcha. So, like, the guy has... Yeah, there's some decent stuff in there. Well, he's also... He knows this story. Right. You know? And I felt like this one is just like, let's just throw some jump scares in there. And yeah. apparently Tom... And, and then <laughs> eventually they decided to. Right. So the best friend goes into the room, and this is where we see... We see the wedding dress, which is a, a cool little scene where you think it's going to move, but it doesn't. This random suit of samurai armor. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's a spinoff. <laughs> spin that's a yeah. spinoff. Forgot about that one. Because they talk about it. Yeah. They talk about why it's there. Yeah. So. Capture the Asian market. Yes. <laughs> Can we get an Asian ghost in yeah. here? No? Okay. I guess, well, China won't let you release movies about ghosts, right? Is it China or Japan? It's China. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense because Japan's a J-horror society. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> J-horror was that big thing in like the... 99, 2000, 2001. Right, and they were never yeah. about ghosts. And then, like, oh, no, they were no, no. like the ring, the ring and the ring con. And the but, like, it, but I thought it was, oh, the J Hor, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, I know Ghostbusters, they had to come up with some other <laughs> way to release it in China. They Their, had another reason for what they were hunting Ectoplasm Smashers. Yeah. <laughs> Which I just listened. Did you know what the original title for Ghostbusters was going to be? I do, and I'm blanking on it Ghost Smashers. Okay, that's not what I was Yeah, so like, I last podcast on the left just did like a mini episode with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. And by the way, if you want to hear a boatload of crazy. Oh, yeah. He believes all the paranormal stuff. All of it. Yeah. He believes he... Every bit of it. He had this, I guess, like a paranormal show. I don't know if it was on sci-fi or whatever. I think it was in first run syndication on like late late night television on Sundays. He's like, I walked out and there were two guys standing outside and they were bald and dressed all in denim. And then the next day, my show was canceled. And they were men in black. And I was like, whoa. Or, <laughs> or men nobody in was watching your show. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, nobody cared about it. I mean, I'm show. glad you have Crystal Skull Vodka to double down on <laughs> and this new Ghostbusters movie coming out, yeah. apparently. That this girl's going to be in. The girl that plays Judy's going to be in it. Is that right? Yeah, I saw it on her IMDb. That's IMDb. great. Good, good for her. And so is Paul Rudd. She does a lot of stuff. She was young Tanya Harding and I, Tanya. That's where I saw her. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Man, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. What's that her name? Hannah yeah. Grace. There. I thought she looked like a younger version of the girl that's Sabrina the now, the witch. Oh, sure. So I thought it might be her little sister, but hmm. maybe not. That's a good show, too. Yeah. So she goes into the, the, the dungeon, basically, uh, and she touches everything. Yeah. It's like, kid, <laughs> stop touching. Like, what do you do? I mean, granted, now I have, with as a father, I'm like, stop touching everything. She kind of like, Annabelle falls forward and bangs her head on the glass. And of course, she takes that as a sign. She opens the door. Annabelle is with loose. With the sign specifically telling you, yeah. absolutely, do Don't. not open this <laughs> do door. Do not open this door. I'm going to open that door. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, now all hell's breaking loose in the house. Judy is seeing things all over the place. Annabelle is just wreaking havoc in the house. The fairy, like all of these, th- everything is coming coming yeah. to life in the house. They finally come back. And I do like the line where she's like, oh my God, what did you touch in here? And she was like, everything? <laughs> oh, no. she plays young Sabrina. 
on the chilling adventures of Sabrina. there you go oh, I, 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 yeah. I never watched it oh, so, yeah. that's just a complete <laughs> shot in the dark because I'm watching the movie I'm like this might be that girl's younger sister yeah she but, plays the young wow, that's version fun. of Sabrina or maybe I subconsciously remember a preview of it and seeing her so that's a good I show know. Yeah, I like that I show a I've lot I've been wanting to watch it they are, if they do Afterlife with Archie sign me up just Archie versus zombies which is what that is <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah they do the, the same conjuring thing where it starts off as little stuff, you know, like the record player starts playing again or the lights flicker. And I'm surprised you didn't have a CD player. <laughs> Ballers. Well, I had a cassette player. Yeah. CDs were a thing. Yeah, they had, they had a digital music media already. If they had a CD player, it wouldn't be a, somebody else's cursed one. It'd be their own. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And this is this is kind of where the horror kicks into over. This, this yeah. is the where it's like, how many jump scares can we get? What I appreciate about these movies is they don't double down on the gore. It's just like, you know, creepy stuff yeah. running around. So the, the kid from the supermarket, Big Balls, Bob or whatever, shows back up. <laughs> Bob's got balls. Bob's got balls. <laughs> and Bob is a, like, he's talking to somebody and they tell him that like the way to woo a girl is oh, through. a pizza dude. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that scene, I don't, like, it's, I loved it. It's out of a completely different movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved every second of it where the guy, like the, the stoner pizza guy who initially I thought was a ghost, like, because he's off in the distance. Yeah. And he's super, like, not in focus and he's coming up quick. Yeah. And then I all think of he a sudden, was mentally off in a distance too. <laughs> he absolutely was. I loved it. It was so funny. But that's, it, it this does have moments of levity. And I get why they're trying to put that in there. It's trying to like throw you off the trail, right? And, you know. Well, they want to have a moment to lessen uh, the tension that they didn't create. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah, this pizza. They order pizza. The pizza guy shows up and he's like, "Oh man, like you just got a wooer." And the guy's like, "What?" Well, first he says you got to woo him, and he's like, "What? I mean, woo her?" And it was. And I feel <laughs> like that must have been a mess up, and they're just like, "Just leave it in." Yeah. Like that. If this kid's stoned out of his mind, <laughs> that makes sense. So he comes back with a guitar and starts playing a song, and this is where he's like attacked by a werewolf. <laughs> just rolls in, and this giant, giant CGI like, beast comes in. Yeah, like, that, and that's the one part where I was like, God dang it! Like you were so, you almost had. They it. They didn't show you too much of it, but so but it looked like I, something out of Goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you uh, did see of it didn't look that. Didn't good. look that great. So we go back in the house, and at this point, the wedding dress has taking on a life of its own this is where we get the gross puke scene that's from the first conjuring where the witch that possesses lily taylor it's also from a haunting in connecticut oh is it where they like oh kinda, yes yeah, yeah you're right you're right kind of puke evil spiritiness grossiness. Yeah. yeah i was like man they're tying in this one too yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, all right <laughs> but i also think that is like a paranormal thing it has they didn't yeah. invent that no no yeah, no not at all it's almost kind of like giving them like that other movie had a ghost in it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> copycat God, cheaters <laughs> so yeah so the ghost inside the wedding dress pukes into the best friend's mouth now the best friend is possessed and i do like you know the babysitter and judy come running inside she's like dania or whatever daniella that's her name daniella yep. she's like oh i'm upstairs and judy's like Mm, no, don't go upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not well, so much. Let's just stay down here. That's not your friend. Yeah. Like we're just we'll just hang out down here. And I mean, this is it's. There's really nothing more I can say other than it's just jump scare after jump scare after jump scare. Yeah, yeah. the deal is they have to get Annabelle back into the <laughs> to the cage. Yeah, and then everything will go away because that the tempered holy glass is <laughs> will stop it. This sure. is where we see the the priest that I mentioned earlier is back, and this so like they do kind of reference. 
the I see dead people thing yeah. without saying I see dead people. It's their version of with great power comes great responsibility yeah. where they basically say, well, what if, you know, just like people, not all ghosts are bad. Yeah. So this priest and I was like, do you Which really I, wanna- I did? I did like that line. Yeah. But I was like, do you want to double down on the priest not being the bad guy? Given yeah. the current climate we're in? <laughs> Maybe just like somebody else. I didn't else. think about it that way, yeah. <laughs> so this priest kind of leads them back into the office, and we, we see Annabelle inside this closet. Oh, I so forgot Annabelle's about- a lesbian. I mean, it's 2019, Tom. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, not then it wasn't. That's true. 1972. Yeah, you don't talk a, about that stuff. A doll couldn't come out of the closet that's like true. a doll can yeah, today. That's right. It was tough. Today, it's all like Raggedy Ann on Raggedy Ann action. <laughs> my buddy on my buddy. Right. Yeah, that's right. My F buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I forgot to mention the, the... Was this... So the game... All these is, dolls are now scotch guarded. Oh, just, actually, they yeah, have to be. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. yeah. They would just be uh, ruined. The game that they're playing... Feely Mealy. Is yeah. that a thing? That's a real game. But okay. It's funny you ask. I just Googled it because I... Like I mean I'm I'm a child of the 70s. Sure. I was born in 1970 and so like movies like this I'm like as you can tell I'm real quick to point out like uh-uh you know and I had never heard of this game. And so I was wondering if it was something they made up and it is not. It is a real game. Okay. And I just thought like I do like the way they entered what they do with this game. Right. I was getting mad that they didn't circle back around to it because it was yet another jump scare that wasn't meant to be right when they're putting their hands in this box and then literally nothing happened (laughs) yeah and i'm just like are you kidding me right and so when they finally circle back back around around to it did you see that it was in it was in the room yes okay yeah yeah. Yeah. and then then it shows up in when it showed up later i was like oh that was (laughs) yeah because it caught my eye because i whenever it's dumb whenever i see a stack of board games i always like just i'm the same way yeah same way and i was just like i've never heard of that one right then when they pulled it out i was like well that's an interesting game it (laughs) seems like there'd be a finite number of things you could do with that game (laughs) would that really exist and sure enough it came out in 1967 okay and it is a real game there it is yeah so the premise of this game is they they there's items inside this box there's four holes on either side right and you stick your hand in and i believe in the 80s it was re Branded Jesus. as uh, <laughs> He's setting it up. Yeah. Minecologist, gynecologist. <laughs> nope, you have cancer. Yeah. There's bumps in there. But yeah. There's cards you have to draw, and yeah. then you have to reach into the box and find what the card shows. This is kind of in that in haunted houses they did. The, I remember this was a thing that we would do, or you do it with popcorn at the movies. That's right. Like, but it seems so simple. This weird cylinder object. Yeah. How do the you? Not get a point in that game like I, I feel like there's like you said there's just only a certain number of things in that box <laughs> yeah. and if you have a card in front of you showing you what to get you I mean unless you're touch sensory that, that for, is, auti- for autistic kids that thing's got to suck yeah, or guess, be really yeah. easy or be really yeah, easy. It's be true, yeah. either in right that right, right. For, yeah. But yeah do you remember the old there was the old in like haunted houses they would blindfold you and be like it's like wet spaghetti sure. and yeah, like, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Hair, skin yeah. grapes his eyeballs or whatever but so that's when tested yeah I, I don't know that's I, so either way they they get they get back into this room the Annabelle sitting and then it goes into this closet and then the main character has to like fight the ferryman, yeah. which I gotta tell you, this this was super effective for me at least. So like you can see the so the, uh, the ferryman. If you don't know the the story, is that when people would die back in like the seventeen and sixteen hundreds, is they would put like quarters or coins on their eyes sure. to pay the ferryman to take their soul to the land of the dead. That's basically what this is. So all of these bodies have these coins on their eyes. And I thought it was super effective is that like you would see the reflection of like a light and it's just the two coins. The eye thing was cool when and yeah. when she had the flashlight yeah. and was 
going up the body, and as she went up with the light, the body would disappear, and then she got to the top, and the eyes fell. Yeah, like that. Super effective. That yeah, was nice. Really good. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a good gag. And if you'd like to play uh, Feely Mealy, <laughs> you can buy it on eBay for seventy one dollars. Oh my oh, wow. god! There's only one on eBay. Is it in the shrink wrap? No, but it does say it's complete and in nice shape. Mm. It currently has 90, 19 bids. Nineteen bids, and this movie just saved somebody. Yeah, it's, 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 movie, yeah. and it's twenty five dollars shipping. But that's a big. The box is also got a, you've huge, got to pack yeah. it tight, right? So and the box is really it. big because yeah. you got to be able to put your hand bulky. In it. Yeah. I feel like they're going to get the most money for that product <laughs> on this you know, weekend. You, you know, know like, that <laughs> you know that somebody was like, "What game is in that movie?" Yeah, we've got one of those in our basement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they probably just listed it this weekend too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listed on, it's been, on it's Wednesday. Got four days left on its yeah. on its bid. So okay, this movie came out on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So. She has to walk through like again very ghostly where like the closet turns into like a hallway. So she has to walk down this hallway. And of course she's lined on, you know, with coffins and bodies and yeah. all this other stuff. I just thought it was a super effective scene. I, I when they finally this last scene where they're in the artifact room and, yeah. and all hell literally is breaking loose. Like this is a good scene. Yeah. And this is the only good scene in the movie. It's so crazy. <laughs> like, I, I, it's so it's so weird because I do think Annabelle two is a, a very effective and good movie. Yeah, this is. I I thought it was on the level of Annabelle. Too. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, I I mean, I it's better than the first one just because it is at least actually <laughs> about the title character. <laughs> sure. So you know they get a point for that. Right. But the, it just it wasted so much time to me. I can and, see that. And there were so many cool things like they should have tied in that car crash. Right. And then it would have all been Annabelle's fault. Right. Like, that just seems so fitting to, to me. get to get her to. Do you remember the name of the demon? Like. That's been in Annabelle the whole time. Malik, yeah. Like when he shows up at the end trying to stop them. I don't know if we want to get there. I mean, we're yeah, at oh the yeah, end. we're yeah. there. Yeah, but like his his like demonic like mannerism, Man, like the way was he so was creepy. Like, that was awesome. Super, I really like, high like frame that. rate made him move really fast. Yeah, and then so they even reference the nun when Daniela turns on like a a reel to reel. It's the exorcism from the nun. Yeah. Of them trying to exorcise the demon. I And I like this part where, like, part of how they exorcise the demon is there's a film of him performing another exorcism. I that was, I, no, that was, the, that was the exorcism on Daniela. Okay. Yeah, but, but I, that was really good. I thought that was I, clever. I really liked that. Yeah. Like, it, it did do a, a, some clever things with setting things up that paid off later. Right. That, but I think some of it is everything they set up that paid off kind of paid off in the last five minutes and so it was like you spent a whole lot of time thinking when they forget about these things right you know they're like the guys from game of thrones yeah we forgot about that (laughs) yeah i forgot that was a thing yeah or like the sopranos and the russian (laughs) yeah Yeah, what did happen to that guy (laughs) yeah he's the only one that made it out of that never circle back around yeah so yeah so they're in the the trophy room and there's a lot of effective stuff in this room where like danielle is looking at a tv and the tv is like Three to five seconds, seconds in ahead. Front. Yeah. yeah, and I was, was like, when they show the scene of her covered in blood, I was like, oh man, what are we gonna get? Yeah, and then yeah. of course the two girls come Saved in and her. stop it. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I mean, okay, fine, but, but I want to yeah. know what's gonna happen. I want right. to know what was on that phone. <laughs> I really like that that whole setup of that scene was. Yeah, really I thought that was yeah. very well done. So she's got she takes the picture of her dad and like puts it into this bracelet that Judy earlier in the movie said this will it's like a conduit. It'll help you contact this one person. Of course. Like this one got me where the dad 
is like behind her like in the mirror you see behind her where he's just like you know i'm okay and then she turns around and like half of his head is gone and i was like whoa all right that was i did not expect that Uh, you're like wow you're an even worse driver (laughs) than i thought (laughs) what happened to your dad's face yeah (laughs) so they go in and then the exorcism from the first movie happens that's a callback that's the that's what they're showing on the screen Mm -hmm. when lily taylor meets them for the first time in the conjuring one Oh, and when then, they're given that con- yes. conference or whatever. And then in The Nun, we find out that the person that they're exercising was like the main dude from that entire movie. Yeah. Right? I re- yeah. So again, these movies, this same writer from the Annabelle and The Nun, he's tying like, I was like, that's kind of slick. Like yeah. they're tying stuff in together. And I think it's more effective when one person's doing it and can you are exactly plan ahead right. and, and do yeah. these little things. Because it's one thing when you have a franchise. I mean, Marvel does it really well with all these different writers and directors and stuff and planning ahead. But I mean, this is like you said, James Wan creating it and this more than one guy, but he did how many movies? And he's done he's them all. A, the only one he didn't do is La Lorna. Like this yeah. guy, this guy has written every other, spe- every other spinoff. Yeah. So and I like, think that really adds to the effectiveness of yeah it. i think yeah. you're totally right yeah. yeah so they go they do the thing they get annabelle into we see balak or wh- whatever the demon is i think that's right malik yeah. was definitely the nun oh, okay but i mean it doesn't it's a demon but, yeah so they get annabelle in the cage and of course annabelle's making sure that she, they can't push it closed they close it they lock it and everything stops yeah and then they all <laughs> that's <laughs> like, <it. laughs> and that's kind of how it ends and poor poor you know big bald bob is like stuck in the chicken coop yeah <laughs> you know so i do like that he comes to the door and he they were just like he saves them from something and then they were just like man bob does have balls like, yeah <laughs> and that's the payoff for the joke i was like all right right on so yeah we the, we the warrens come home they i guess they tell them what happened yeah they have this birthday party everybody kind of shows up and that's kind of how it's it ends with ed singing a song on the guitar and that's kind of how the movie ends. I know Tom obviously was not a fan. No, I was I, not. I enjoyed it. I to thought, show you how little happens in this movie, <laughs> right? Yeah. You love horror. I do. And sometimes it can be hard to reel you in, and we got to keep keep the show that's short. true, yeah. And we're at like... Uh, An hour. We're at like the 55-minute mark, <laughs> yeah. and we're done with the movie. That's true. And it's not even because like you're like 60 minutes to suck. No. Like, it's just... Nothing happened. That's about and, it. And and just to recap, who died? Oh, uh, nobody. Nobody. Who no. got injured? Uh, I mean, somebody got possessed. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I feel like literally, <laughs> when this movie ends, nothing is different than yeah. when this movie started. Yeah. Not one thing. That's true. Not one thing has changed. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That, but that, that to me, this felt like that action flick. That's not the greatest. Yeah. Some good set pieces. But the story is very minimal to get you to those set pieces. I still and I and I know this is something people have talked about before. But why are these movies R rated? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I and the, and they make money. Like these are not yeah. this. This one's made thirty eight million already. This, but it would make so much more if it wasn't. R. Well, we I could. read that. So when the Conjuring came out, they had issues where they thought they were making a PG thirteen movie. That was their goal. Oh, really? And when they t- submitted it to the MPA, they gave it an R, and they asked the MPAA, they're like. Well, what can we trim? And they're like, nothing. It's just too scary. Huh. And they're like, there's not anything we can point to. They're not wrong. Yeah, but they're just like, but the overall tone of the movie is so scary that people shouldn't take kids or that kids shouldn't be allowed to go. But they're like, we can't point to any one thing and be like, well, there was blood because there's no blood. There's no blood. There's There's some puke. There's no cussing. I think there's a little cussing, but not not our level cussing. Yeah. I mean, it's It's your typical PG-13 
yeah. what you can get away with normally. Right. I mean, it's some S bombs yeah. and maybe an F bomb, but I don't even know if there's an F bomb. I feel like I feel Ron like Livingston. Was. I feel like Ron Livingston, or maybe that cop says something. Yeah, I don't know. I thought there wasn't really much in, in the way of profanity at all. Because mm. I remember at the time seeing it and being like, "This is a movie you could take a kid to." Yeah, if your kid likes horror movies. Sure. If your kid doesn't like horror movies, don't. You will damage them <laughs> ir- irreparably. <laughs> but if your kid likes horror movies, this is right up their alley. This that's a great one to start them with because it is scary, but there's nothing. That's what I. That's what I, I said about that new scary stories. I was like, "That's yeah. it's like goosebumps for teenagers." Yeah, like that's what that's going to be. I just i i I'd have to really analyze it again because I I don't remember language and I definitely remember no blood and all that. But it's weird to think that they will rate something on a on a scary level and not you know things that make an R rating right gore. Well, and I mean, back nudity to the, and that language. Would, and but that I'll, one is the beginning of the getting away from the torture porn right like torture porn was all they were doing like yeah. that was yeah. the, as far as horror movies were and you know the irony is you think they'd want to reward a movie like that right by saying like hey thanks for not doing these hyper violent things gutting a teenager and, and then it's like but at the end of the day you've limited their audience in in an identical way <laughs> right. as if they had you know right. but and yeah we, this this is kind of how it starts like this one paranormal activity i guess is kind of how it starts and then james wan and scott derrickson and all you know the they get into like this high. I don't. Know, I don't want to call it highbrow horror, but they get away from the gore. AJ Bowen and Adam okay. Wingard, like all those guys, are kind of like in that class where they got got away from the gore. Everything's built on tension and noises that you can yeah, hear. Yeah, you know, like mood exactly. Definitely like the seventies version of horror. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy to think that they were just like, no, it's just too scary. Yeah, yeah. don't take yeah, your kids. <laughs> but yeah, Annabelle, welcome home. Comes home. Annabelle comes home. It's funny that we get two doll movies back to back. You get three doll movies back to back. Are you including Toy Story? Yes, okay. I am. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I do. I'll give Child's Play credit with the marketing. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know, Chucky taking out the the toys. And then there's a, there's another poster of him taking out Annabelle. Oh, as well, there? yeah. There's oh, I was gonna say it would have been well. since this came out a week later. I think it would have been funny if they did an Annabelle poster taking out Chucky That'd in some way. Good. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I don't think they want to draw any attention to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, also based on box office, Child's Play right now is at twenty three million dollars, and it came out last week. It, domestic, domestic, okay. yeah. And Annabelle's at thirty one. That's a that's a yeah. legit franchise. Yeah. yeah, like if you could pull that in on your third installment. Yeah, you know, for what ten million. Right. If that, yeah. you know, I mean, like these, these are ch- on the cheap. Yeah. Is this a Blumhouse I, flick? I don't uh, remember seeing their logo. I don't, but I didn't get things. So. Yeah. I didn't get the little credit ahead of time. No, yeah. I could have sworn that the conjuring was though. No, Maybe it's, it's uh, not. No, it was, it's atomic something. Cause I remember like, yeah, the atomic thing. monster, atomic monster. Oh, yeah. that's James Wan. Yeah. 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 Okay. There yeah. you go. Well, it's, it says its budget was twenty-seven to thirty-two million dollars. Wow, that—that's that probably just for farming. I'm thinking it must had to be. I, mean, I bet you fifteen of it is for to get those two for twenty minutes. Yeah, you Man, know? that's a big budget. I agree for a, for a haunted house movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it really the ninety percent of the movie takes place on one set. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I had to that, go. One set really that they've already used five times. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Is that some Donald Pleasance money? Like, how long am I on set today? Yeah. Or no, I guess it's probably like Marlon Brando. Like, oh, yeah, you need to pay me $10, and I'm going to be on set for a day. You mean $10 million? That's that, too. Yeah. It was worth $10. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just put my cue cards over there? I'm not going to memorize this crap. <laughs> but, I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to call it Krypton. I can't believe this. the budget for this. That's thing. high. Yeah, I, I that's can't real either. high. Like I said, that's got to be going to... 
Those two. Those two. And the, then I, they're they're doing a Conjuring 3. Like, yeah. That's a thing that they're working on. Oh, so. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. They, what can we spin off from that? Clearly, they have no issue milking this. No, thing. absolutely so. not. So there you go. Oh, well, I guess that's it for this one. Uh, let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Brad. You can find me on ReviewSTL.com. This is Joe. You can also follow me on the Twitter at JoeyButts, B-U-T-T-S 21. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. You can also check out our Patreon at Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So I guess that's it for this one. Coming up next time, we will tackle yesterday yeah the big beatles movie without the beatles without well well <laughs> without the beatles <laughs> but it does have beatles songs it does that would yeah. be pointless there's <laughs> yeah, no it would be pointless it would be pointless it would be pointless so uh songs from wings <laughs> right yeah <laughs> then playing maybe i'm amazed over yeah. and over again yeah which is a great song though it is a good song so anyway that's what you have to look forward to thanks for tuning in and until next time fats orders corky to kill peggy Her name is no-